What's going on, man? Welcome back to the channel. I'm Ron, aka Ronald, aka your mom's number one best friend on Snapchat. Today we're gonna get into my week six waiver wire pickups. Now, before we get into that, make sure you go down below and subscribe. While you're down there, if you have any questions about waiver wire guys that I didn't go over in this video or trade questions, I know a lot of you guys get trades on Tuesday mornings. Just go down below, comment them. I know I put these videos out on Reddit, but I always check the YouTube comments first. So make sure that you're commenting on YouTube. Now, before I waste any more of your time or any more of my time, let's get into these week six waiver wire ads. Let's go. So for these waiver videos, every player that I mentioned on this list is going to be under 50% owned in ESPN leagues. And this first section of the video I'm going to go over is my priority ads, which are players that I would burn a waiver wire priority on, or I would use over 20% of my fab budget on. This week, there's only one player on that list. It's Alexander Madison. There wasn't any crazy injuries. It wasn't... There wasn't any crazy injuries, no stud running backs went down, but the only one that did was Dalvin Cook. Now, Alexander Madison, he comes in, he posts 20 for 112 and 3 for 24 receiving after Dalvin Cook goes down. And to me, Alexander Madison, he's got the dreads. Literally, if you just put him in Dalvin Cook's jersey and you gave him the visor and you told nobody about it, nobody would know the fucking difference between him and Dalvin Cook. It's super marginal. Alexander Madison averages over four yards a carry. He's super efficient on the ground. And if Dalvin Cook continues to miss time, he's a top 10 back in this offense. To me, it's just a matter of how much time Dalvin Cook's actually going to miss. It looked like he pulled a hammy or like pulled some sort of fucking muscle in his leg. He tried to come back in, like hobbled his way in, like put me in, coach. He comes in, he goes for like a play, and then he hobbles his fucking leg again. And then he goes to the sideline. I think that he's going to try and rush through this injury. I think he's going to probably maybe even suit up next week. So I would just be hesitant to go all in on Alexander Madison without knowing the extent of Dalvin Cook's injury which we'll probably know more towards Tuesday night after more reports come out. After we move away from my priority ads, we go to my ads, which are guys that you're going to want to wake up Wednesday morning, look at who was, who was added, who was dropped, and you're going to pick these guys up. You're not going to use waiver priority. You're not going to use fab budget on these guys. These are good, solid pickups that you can have on your bench and then flex maybe. And the first player on that list is going to be Chase Edmonds. He's 46.5% owned, and he's going to be on this fucking list every week until he's above 50% on. Chase Edmonds is my fucking guy. He's outperforming Drake on a per-touch basis. Kenyon Drake has been ass this year. He's been struggling. I think that he's a sell candidate. He's somebody that I'm thankful I don't have on too many of my teams or any teams at all besides, like, best ball. And it shows on the field. He had 19 touches for 62 and a touchdown. That was Kenyon Drake. So averaging, like, I think less than five yards per carry. Right, 20 times five. Yeah, so way less than 100 yards per touch. And then Chase Edmonds has eight touches for 92 yards and a touchdown. So he gets less than half of Kenyon Drake's touches, goes for way more yards, and scores a touchdown. He actually put up more fantasy points on the day, I'm pretty sure. So Chase Edmonds, to me, I think it's an only a matter of time before that workload to get even. And then maybe Chase Edmonds works out ahead or Kenyon Drake slips up with that leg injury. Because he, he did have a walking boot in the summer. And I think that that might even be a little bit of a reason for why he's getting hampered and why he isn't performing the way that we thought after getting drafted in the first round of drafts. Another running back I'm targeting is Damian Harris. He was on this list last week, and there's really not much to go over. He was He's kind of like a forgotten ad after this Patriots buy, and not everybody picked him up off waivers. He's still only 40.1% 40 owned, and I think he's worth an ad for RB needy teams. He had over 100 rushing yards last week. They're going to come back after the buy. He's probably going to get fed the ball. I think the only concern I have is that Cam Newton, if he comes back, he's going to kind of 
minimalize that role. We know that he's getting like 15 carries to Cam Newton in these games. So it's tough for Damian Harris to have a role as like a lead back with Cam Newton there. But I think with how many running back injuries we have this year and what's going on with the running back position, I think he's worth an ad in most leagues. As we move away from the running backs, we have the wide receivers. And most of these guys are rookies because you can get them for free on waivers. Not everybody knows about these round two, round three wide receivers because not everybody in your league is going to keep up with the draft. The number one receiver I have this week as an ad is Chase Claypool. And he just dropped a fucking bomb on the Eagles, bro. He put up seven for 110 and four touchdowns. One of the touchdowns was rushing. If a player's getting rushing touchdown, if they're getting carries as like a rookie, that's that's a good sign because they're getting used in all phases. But that this just means that the team wants to get them the ball. And Claypool's, Claypool's a stud. And I fucking love like the chemistry that they have on the Steelers with Claypool and Juju. I literally opened my phone, like scrolled through TikTok a little bit. And one of the first things I saw was Chase Claypool, Juju Smith-Schuster just fucking ripping some bands on TikTok. I just love the energy they have on this team. They all want to see each other win. And I think with Deontay Johnson getting hurt in this game, that Claypool is going to fill in for Deontay Johnson. Then once Deontay Johnson gets back, he might even be back next week. But I think 100% Jace Claypool is at least filling in for James Washington in three wide receiver sets. After this game, I'm pretty sure Chase Claypool is like the wide receiver 15 in fantasy. So I think that he's going to be like a flex play moving forward, like a boom bust flex play. I really want to see it another week and see how he looks. But this is a super promising player, really big He's a big play kind of guy. He's a size speed guy from Notre Dame round two. And another guy that's like a size speed, kind of like that same archetype of player, size speed, like getting carries, getting looks all over the field is LaVisca Chenault. He's wide receiver 27 on the year and is still only 32% owned. So this is a guy you're getting up off of waivers for free as a flex option. He's a, he's a firm wide receiver three. And he also lines up everywhere. He's getting carries. He's getting looks in the wildcat formation at quarterback the reason why he's even more of an ad this week is that Chark is injured so if DJ Chark is hurt then LaVisca Chenault gets even more of an upgrade he gets more of a boost and another guy in that same offense that gets a similar type of boost is going to be Keelan Cole he's wide for 26 on the year and he's that next option after LaVisca Chenault so if DJ Chark if he misses a week he misses two three weeks who knows what that injury's extent is but these are two guys that I think benefit a lot from that injury another wide receiver that we have on this list is another rookie Henry Ruggs third. he was hurt for the beginning of the year, but now he's back out here, and he just ripped up the fucking Chiefs on three targets. He had two catches for 118 yards and a touchdown. He's pretty much electric, and I think that they're going to have a bye next week, so he's been hurt all beginning of the season. He gets another week to get healthy. I think that if you can afford a spot on your bench to grab him, you should, man. We've all seen the we've all seen the athleticism this guy has. He has a 4-2-40. He's fucking dunking all over the basketball court. The guy's a stud. And this, this Raiders offense is scoring a lot of points. So I like him as an ad. I think that he's going to be playable as the year goes on. And somebody else that's going to get better with time is going to be Christian Kirk. This week against the Jets, he tied DeAndre Hopkins for the team lead in targets with seven targets each. And why this is actually pretty impressive is that DeAndre Hopkins played a majority of the snaps. He played 65 of 75 snaps. So he played over 85% of snaps. Christian Kirk, though, he gets the same amount of targets on only 59% of the snaps. He hasn't passed over 63% since week one. In week one, he had like 80%. And it's it's taken a dip since then because he's dealing with an injury. Now, I think as he nurses his injury, as he gets more healthy and he gets back to normal, his targets are going to start to go up. His snap share is going to start to go up. And people are forgetting this is a guy that was drafted as like a wide receiver three in most leagues. He was drafted around like wide receiver 32 at ADP. And now he's getting dropped in most leagues. He's, 40, he's available in 41.6% of leagues. So... I think you grab him now, you can maybe flex him, but as the year goes on, he's only going to get better. This offense, they throw a lot. Christian Kirk is going to get plenty of looks in this offense with three and four wide receiver sets. Now, my last ad is going to be Austin Hooper. He just scored a touchdown on the Dallas Cowboys last week. This week, he leaves the team in targets with 10. He got five for 57. He's only owned in 45.3% of leagues. 
Now, I think he's going to be a good stream option going forward. It seems like people are really forgetting that he was a fucking stud on the Falcons last year. He was like a top five tight end. I think he's going to be a good streamer option. And he's somebody that's worth picking up if you have problems at tight ends right now. Now, this last section of the video is going to be my deep stashes. So if you flex more than one player, if you have more than like seven players on the bench, these are guys I think are worth adding in leagues. And the first player on this list is going to be Travis Fulgham. I still don't even know what college this fucking guy goes to. I know he's athletic. And he just had, uh, he had like a like two for 58 in a touchdown against the 49ers on Sunday Night Football. Then he comes back this week against the Steelers, who are a very good defense. They have great corners, and he posts 10 for 152 and 1, which is a crazy stat line. And you guys might be wondering, why, why is he a deep stash if he's going crazy? Well, it's Travis Fulgham. Still somebody, I, I cover every player that's getting drafted. Like, I'm looking at every player. This guy's from Old Dominion. I've never heard of him before. He's leading the team in targets with 13. But my problem is that Alshon Jeffrey, Jalen Rager, Deshaun Jackson are all going to come back very soon. And I don't ever see myself flexing Travis Fogum in a league unless if there's multiple flex spots. So that's why I consider him a deep stash. But I think he's a super interesting option. And I think if the if he's out there on waivers in a dynasty league you're in, you have to go grab him. After we move on for that, I think another, another deep tight end you can look at if you're in a league, like a 14-team or 16-teamer where people have – all the usable tight ends. I think a good guy to pick up would be Irv Smith. He's 4.3% owned, but people were drafting him around like tight end 17, tight end 18, pre-draft. A lot of hope for him. Second round guy out of Alabama, very athletic, but it just hasn't happened in this offense. It doesn't pass a lot of the time. He's he's mainly used in like, if he's in 12 personnel, he'll block sometimes or he'll run routes. And that, this team just hasn't been great for passing offense, but he looked promising in this, in this game against the Seahawks. He had five targets. He had four for 64 through the air and he was tied for second on the team in targets with five that's nothing crazy but given like what's happening at tight ends right now four or 64 is a completely startable week at tight end and he might develop into more of a it, this this role might develop for him more as the season goes on because tight ends they take time to develop they take time to get targets and we could see him start to really produce down down the back end of the season he was a little bit startable last year in seasonal league so i think that we're going to see him get back to where he was last year and start to improve as a tight end if you made it this far man i really appreciate it make sure you go down below and subscribe leave a like comment like i said in the beginning of the video if you have any questions just go down below and comment i i answer waiver wire questions trade questions start sick questions all of the above I'll, I'll, I'll answer other questions too bro if you if you have a question for me about sports betting any other sports all that shit just go down below comment i'll always answer within like an hour and if you can't get me on there, get me on Twitter at Ron Stewart underscore on Twitter. And as always, man, I'll see you in the next one. Thirsty, thirsty, trying to choose. I mean, I know I'm critical. My nitty bag, my kitty boots. I got the juice, I got the